the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 93 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nawatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 11. I'm Liam, and I'm cuddling with the giant stuffed animal of Jar Jar Binks. And how old are you? Eight. Eight. Oh, and it's my half birthday today. Oh, Anna, that's right. You're 11 and a half today, Anna. Yep. I will be nine in 14 days. Well, actually 13 now. All right. Awesome. So, uh, so yeah, let's hear from this, uh, this person you're cuddling with here, Liam. Let's see what he has to say here. Uh, Miss is so tired. This has been a long day, eh? Miss thinks it's a bedtime. Oh. Mm. Oh, this is cozy. Good night, sir. Tomorrow is the starting with the morning munching. Oh, boy, boy, I love you. Whoa. Okay. All right. Oh, that's enough. That's... Stop. Stop, Jar Jar. Okay, that's Me enough. Me too, Jar Jar. Me too. Oh, oh my lord. So, yes, my brother, uh, Dave. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop. Stop it. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's painful. That's painful. Okay, you can cuddle with Jar Jar, but only if you don't push any of the buttons. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, yes. So that was a gift to me from one of my older brothers, Dave. Uh, he found it in a thrift store. It was in perfect condition. A Jar Jar alarm clock, and it's the full Jar Jar. It's now our unofficial Children of the Force mascot, I think. Yep. Yeah. So. No, Porgy should be our mascot. Oh, yeah. You're right. He's giant. And Yeah, this Jar Jar is... Something else. Um, I could like cut a hole in the bottom of Porgy, and then I could like go inside him and use his arms, and I could be like, "Hey, I'm Team Mascot! Yay, Porgy!" Wow. So you probably could fit inside a Porgy and live Porgy's life. You know? Yeah. It'd be a little creepy, but you wear Porgy like a mask. Mm, Wear him and live we his just life. Cut anyway, it out and okay. then take all the stuffing out. Yeah, and then like yeah. unsew the inside mm-hmm, of the arms, mm-hmm. so you could like stick your arms through and then just cut holes where his eyes yeah, are. Yeah, it sounds like and the beginning. Sew, and then we could stitch up the bottom where he went in, so he'd be like a costume. It sounds like the beginning of an adorable horror movie. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> all right. Anyway, here we are, episode ninety-three. We're back. We took our. Our winter break, uh, we had some good time off, some refreshing, uh, relaxing, uh, rejuvenating time uh, to ourselves, and uh, and now we're back, and it feels so good to be back. Uh, yeah. I love it. And, you know, we got, um, we had a lot of really awesome voicemails our last episode, people talking about uh, what they thought of The Last Jedi, and I loved that show so much. Uh, I'm super happy that we got two more voicemails since we put that show out. Uh, the first one isn't necessarily uh, what, you know, uh, uh, The Last Jedi response. It's just a, a voicemail to us from our awesome listener, Mikhail. And I thought we could listen to that right now. Let's start off with some voicemails. Hi, Al, Anna, and Liam. This is Mikhail Schick. 
I loved listening to your Last Jedi review, and I would share my thoughts with you, except that I'm not sure what they are yet. Uh, but I also wanted to call or leave this voice message and thank you for the very sweet holiday card. I really, really appreciated that. I wanted to send you something in return, but I couldn't think of what until I remembered that you guys had mentioned going to a bar mitzvah in one of your earlier episodes and hearing Hebrew spoken there. Uh, I speak a little bit of Hebrew, and I, not as much as I should, but I thought it would be fun to tell you guys how to say, may the force be with you in Hebrew. Uh, and I also thought that maybe, I'm sure you have other listeners who speak lots of other languages, and they could also send in how to say, may the force be with you in their languages, and you guys can have a whole multilingual Star Wars collection. So, in Hebrew, may the force be with you is, Yehie hakoach imcha. That's Yehie hakoach imcha. Yehie hakoach imcha. So I know that's uh, a lot of cha sounds, <laughs> but use the force. I believe in you. Give it a try. <laughs> uh, I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas, a wonderful and very Star Warsy New Year, and uh, thanks again for the great podcast. Yehie hakoach. Imcha. Nice. Hey, not too bad, kids. Imcha. Imcha. It's not a it's not a sound that we are used to making in our in our English language. So yes, it's it's a it's a hard one to get used to. I'm a, I'm a little. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, when I took one semester of uh, German in high school, and that had a lot of throat sounds, but not quite the same way as Hebrew. But um, but anyway, so so I have a little bit of practice doing that. But anyway, thank you so much, Michal. I think I got that one uh, for that voicemail. Thank you, thank you so much. And we really appreciate that. Uh, for anyone who's wondering uh, what she was talking about as far as our, our, our holiday letter, we sent out a letter to uh, all of our patrons uh, along with some goodies just because we appreciate all of our patrons so much um, that we just wanted to show them in a little way uh, how much we appreciate them and, uh, you know, just give them a little bit of, a little bit of joy. A little bit of extra joy. I love Michal's idea about having many different ways to say may the force be with you. Uh, so if anybody yes, else out there speaks any do. language other than English uh, and you want to send us or a Hebrew. voicemail. Or, or, or I Hebrew, guess I guess. You could say Hebrew again. <laughs> sure, but. sure. Um, but yeah, we would love it. Uh, you know, just send us a voicemail. It doesn't have to be long. You don't have to say anything except for, hey... My name is so-and-so, and this is how you say, may the force be with you in this language, and then uh, and then say it. And we, I would love to get like a compilation of a, a bunch of so listeners cool. saying, may the force be with you in different languages, and just have that be at the top of our show every time. Like, I could see that being the introduction to our show. I would love it. I would love it. So if anybody else can say, may the force be with you in any other language, I would love to hear it. Uh, we want your voice on our show Every episode. That'd be yes. so cool. Um, it would be very cool. Yeah. So uh, our listener, Kat, also sent us a voicemail. And uh, she even did a little bit of editing in this voicemail, which is pretty cool. Um, 
put in some sound effect stuff. So, uh, there's a very mild spoiler, maybe for Voltron. I don't think we'll quite understand the reference because we haven't seen that far. So, okay. but Kat also watches Voltron. Yeah, she watches all. Of <laughs> I know. That we watch. It's so <laughs> I awesome. Know. I know. Yeah, no. <laughs> You're our kind of geek, Kat. And really quick, spoiler alert. Of course, we're talking about everything, all of it, every Star Wars thing up until now. We are talking about so. Uh, that includes The Last Jedi. Maybe, like, a thing that came up three seconds ago. Well, sure. Things we haven't seen yet. Yep, exactly. All right. Let's listen to it. Hello, Al and Anna and Liam. This is Kat. It's been almost a week since I saw The Last Jedi. I saw it last Saturday morning. And I'm just now finally telling you my thoughts. So, I might ramble. So you can cut out anything you want because this might get kind of long so back when i went to see the force awakens for the first time i was thinking during it i was analyzing i was predicting oh no han solo went out onto the bridge how are they going to get out of this situation i mean they wouldn't have Ben turned back to the light side this early in the story, and they wouldn't kill Han off. Oh, wait, he's dead. Never mind. They were okay with killing him off. Then with Rogue One, it was just almost completely emotional. Like, oh, no, they're all dead. Help. Only two of them are left. Please survive. Oh, wait, no. They're dead? Are they dead? Eh, no body, no death. Maybe they're still kicking around on there. Okay, no, they're probably dead. But I felt kind of depressed for the rest of the day. The Last Jedi? Nothing. I didn't really think during it. I kind of just watched it and let it happen. Which I think that might be because I didn't really have any expectations for it. Okay. I didn't have any problems with the plot or the characters or the direction they're taking the plot or characters. I didn't have a problem with Luke acting different because it's been many years and he's been through a lot and he's human so luke makes some mistakes sometimes too guys also i really liked the relationship between uh ray and kylo ren or ben solo during this movie i've always thought that yeah they need to help each other with their problems and this whole force connection thing, well, gives an opportunity to do that. And it actually reminds me of a lot, a lot of, um, during Knights of the Old Republic 2, the main character had this force connection bond with another character. So it's kind of interesting to see these things that you see more in the video games and the books and the TV shows, like with Ezra and Maul and Rebels happen in the movies where you weren't really expecting to see them. Also, I also really liked Poe Dameron and his conflict with Admiral Haldo during this. And Rose and Finn. I know that they didn't really like do much in the way of their their adventure didn't really help with anything. It was just a failure. But, and I know some people had a problem with that because it made them seem pointless. But 
there are failures in life. You're not not going to win every time. So to me, yeah, this movie seemed to be a lot about failure, like, and dealing with that. So it was kind of poetic how their part in the plot did nothing. They completely failed. And it's okay. Also, I cannot believe that I did not think of the cabbage merchant when the caretaker had that rock fall on that car. I cannot believe I did not think of that. My cabbages! That is just... I love that. Now I love that. Now, I did... I feel like I had some problems with the pacing and the humor. I just... The pacing, it felt like everything was moving too fast. And I wanted, like, when Ray confronted Snoke, I wanted to feel tension. I wanted that moment to last. I wanted to feel anything. But it just, all the cutting between scenes just drove me crazy to the point where I didn't really have time to emotionally react to anything. And the humor... (sighs) I don't know that it worked for me. I mean, it was just felt kind of interruptive. Like it just was interrupting important moments and I didn't feel like it always needed to be there. But yeah, nothing really like there's only one thing in the movie that I recall making me laugh, and it wasn't even supposed to be funny. It was when Rose jumped in at the last minute and stopped Finn from sacrificing himself. No sacrifices! To stop the weapon thingy, and that was only because of something else. Because at the end of Ultron Season 4, something very, very similar happened to someone else, and I remember freaking out over that. So it's just kind of like this moment of all these parallels being drawn in my mind. And I was like, this literally just happened to somebody else. <sighs> Keith, no! But I don't know why that made me laugh other than that. Well, I know why that made me laugh, but it's kind of weird that that made me laugh. Anyway, so in conclusion, I liked The Last Jedi, I think. I think I did. It probably deserves another viewing, but... I haven't been able to get around to that, and I don't know that I will until it comes out on DVD and Blu-ray, unfortunately. And yes, Kylo Ren definitely reminds me of Zuko. What? Kylo Ren is totally Zuko. Anyway, thanks for, you know, just doing this podcast, letting all of us hear your wonderful thoughts and voices because you guys are a lot of fun and are really great at making my day. So thanks for that. And I guess talk to you some other time. Bye. And what did she say before she said something? Before she said something similar happened to someone in the Voltron season four. Oh, you're right. You're trying to figure out the spoiler for Voltron season four. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Rose and Finn. Rose hitting Finn away from sacrificing himself. Oh. Right. So who knows? Right. She's we haven't gotten. Yeah. No. No. Let's try not to figure it out. <gasps> we, we haven't. We haven't gotten there yet. We're still <laughs> working our way. Know. You know. Well, I don't. 
we're starting, we're working our way through Voltron. We took a pretty long break because we watched all of the complete Star Wars saga, and then now we're watching Troll Hunters because the season two of that is on, and we really like that show. And then we'll get back to Voltron. Yeah, so. Um, but thank you so much, Kat, for that email. Love it. Um, just a few few points, uh, things that you said that I wanted to touch on. Um, it was all great. Um, but the, when you had said Ezra and Maul was an example of something that we saw in Rebels that we then see in the movie, I didn't make that connection at first. I said Yoda and Ezra, right? We saw that. Yoda projecting himself to Ezra in the, in the temple on Lothal. But uh, Maul and Ezra actually, I think, might be even better because it's not in a temple, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just on Adalon. Which might be actually a strong planet in the Force anyway, because the Bendu lives there. But, um, but... And those four no, spider thingies. The four spider thingies, yeah, yeah. So, but that was a good point. You know, like, Ezra sees Maul. I kind of always thought it was like a mind trick Maul was playing on Ezra. But that's basically what we see in... That's what we see Luke do at the end of... At the end of The Last Jedi is a mind trick of, of sorts, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of tricking everyone's mind into seeing him and thinking he's there. Mm-hmm. Sort of, right? I think. I don't know. Uh, if it would count as a mind trick. I, I totally agree with Kat that failure is a major theme of The Last Jedi. Um, and then I, I kind of thought about, you know, like, and then I thought about like other middle movies, right? Like The Empire Strikes Back, Strikes Back and Attack of the Clones. And failure is kind of a theme of those too. In The Empire Strikes Back, they. They sort of lose on Hoth, sort of. I mean, they get away, but the Empire makes them leave, right? And did you hear that in um, a Full of Sith podcast that we listened to? Oh, maybe. Oh, did they talk about that on Full of Sith? Wasn't that one of the big things that they rambled on about, or was it just us? <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> I don't remember. Like, I listen to podcasts, and then I think about it, too, and I don't know where, like, my thoughts start and other people's thoughts end yeah, sometimes. I think it, I yeah. think it was. They talked yeah. about that on Full of Sith? I'm sure yeah. they did. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and, and Attack of the Clones, too, is, is there's failure in that. I mean, of course, there's failures in, in every movie, you know, things that go wrong, of course. But the big ones are, like, the second... Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think you could say Revenge of the Sith is true. That's, a that's a huge, huge, <laughs> huge thing going wrong there. It, it does go take on like the failure form and hmm. the second ones of yeah. And um, if we can figure out what Revenge of the Sith and the Return of the Jedi have in common, maybe we can figure out what this next movie will be about. Well, I think you know Revenge of the Sith. We knew what was going to happen. We knew it'd be this horrible thing where Anakin turned into Darth Vader and uh, Return of the Jedi, you know, that was a little more iffy, but we know it's the last movie in a trilogy. And um, at the time, people weren't sure if there would be more Star Wars after Return of the Jedi. Um, But I think most people assumed there'd be a happy ending, right? But we know... In the last last movie of a trilogy, Mm -hmm. somebody always dies, basically. Oh, there will be some death. Because, like... Maybe. Um... In Revenge of the Sith, Anakin basically dies. Mm, sure. And well, Padme dies. then Darth Vader dies. So there's a series of Anakin mm. dying over and over again. Oh, wow. Wouldn't that be interesting if Anakin somehow died in Episode 9? Like, um. Weird. Yeah, wow. Wouldn't like, that be interesting? Oh my gosh, what if there was a way for a Force ghost to die? Right, right. What if, what if that happened? That would actually, I could see, that would be a big thing to do. Wow. Ooh, I love this theory, Liam. Me too. You really, yeah, love it. it. 
So, okay, good work. Mm, I love it. Okay, so in Revenge of the Sith, we see the death of Anakin and the birth of Darth Vader. In Empire, in, in Return of the Jedi, we see the death of Darth Vader, the return and, of the Jedi, and Anakin, and the kind of the birth of Anakin's Force Ghost, sort of, right? And in the and then in the ninth movie, mm-hmm. the beginning, the first Red Eye. The first what? Red Eye. Oh, the first Red Eye. Um, and for, instead of the first Jedi. Instead of the, the first, first Jedi, it's okay. the first Red Eye. Okay, yeah. Because Ray starts a new generation of Jedi called and the Red Eye. The Red Eye. Okay, gotcha. Um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and then and what happens? Then. Something with the Force Ghost. Something Anakin. with the Force Ghost. And then um, then at the end of the movie, it's Anakin's Force Ghost breath, yeah. death, yeah. and the last death, um, or fading. Mm-hmm. That's what they call it in Coco. Oh, After yeah. your skeleton. Oh, sure. Like, you're you already fade. dead, and then you fade away. Okay, good. Okay, you're tying this death. to Coco. Tying it to Coco, Coco. and we got the... Uh, yeah, the... that's what I was thinking. Like, you gotta... <laughs> You yeah. die, and then mm-hmm. you and then die you... again when everyone forgets you. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So in in uh, Timothy Zahn's original Thrawn trilogy, which is Legends now, mm-hmm. um, it did happen that like Obi-Wan and Yoda and Anakin, their Force ghosts weren't able to stay around forever. And in that first book of that trilogy, they, they, they're gone. Like, they leave. Like, Obi-Wan talks to Luke for the last time. And then he's gone. He, he, he dissolves into the force and that's it. So what if Thrawn's something good. happens? Well, not the original Thrawn trilogy. Oh, you're right? talking about the original yes. Thrawn trilogy? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if um, Yoda couldn't have, like, Yoda couldn't have been gone. Oh, right, because right, because yeah, we see him. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. So, but what if something happens with the force that causes force ghosts to not be anymore, right? A shift in the force. Maybe it's like, well, mm. if you've made bad decisions, you only get to be here for a specific amount of time. Maybe. maybe. But then everyone would have bad decisions, so then everyone has to leave. I, w- I feel like... Um, but the That's a good point, Anna. Worse your decisions are, mm. then the less time you get to stick. The less you get to stick around. So, like, Anakin yeah. only was able to be a force ghost for, like, that little time on Endor, and then he went away. Maybe. Or... Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm, interesting. That, that's, so, yeah. That hmm. kind of destroys the theory, though. It was like mm. he was waiting to go through mm-hmm. the, what the heck is it called in Harry Potter? The veil. The veil. Mm, right, right, right. Liam, mm. Harry Potter spoiler. <laughs> okay. I do love it in, in The Last Jedi when Yoda chastises Luke for not realizing that he also needs to pass on his failures. Like Yoda says, pass on what you have learned, but you didn't pass on your failures. You got to pass those on too. And, and I feel like this is like an easy lesson kind of to talk about like, oh, you know, when I was a kid, I made this mistake and then I learned my lesson and I became a better person because of it. Right. That's an easy way to pass on your failure. Um, so that's like, I failed, but then I did the right thing. But what about I failed and no good came out of it? Like, I just flat out failed and no good came out of it. Those are the kinds of failures that we don't want to talk about. Like, like I as a parent, I don't want to talk about the failures that are just 
failures. failures. That I, like, There's no good outcome. There's no lesson, no moral to the story. That's a hard thing to talk about, you know? And, and we all have those kinds of failures. And not talking about them, which is what Luke did. I mean, he went to the island instead of talking about that failure with Kylo. It's a hard failure to talk about, right? Uh-huh. Not talking about them and internalizing them just kind of eats away at your insides, you know? And that's why Luke is how he is in The Last Jedi. It makes sense, right? Yeah. What's up? A girl at school said that, like, the best part of the movie, like, mm-hmm. she literally said, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. the best part of the movie was when Yoda hit Luke with his walking stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was... And I love that part, too. It, it, it like, brings part. back memories. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's the first time we see a force ghost, like, hit somebody and have it, like, uh, did Luke react when Yoda hit him? I don't know. Did Yoda actually hit him? He's a ghost. It's interesting. But maybe Hmm. his staff isn't. But he did, oh, (laughs) no, I'm pretty sure his staff is. Maybe he can't, like, punch somebody, like, it just goes right through their head. Hmm. But maybe he can whack them in the head with their staff. Hmm. Well, he did make lightning somehow. So that's physical, yeah, a physical crazy. manifestation of his ghost. Like, I wasn't, I was surprised that there wasn't more gasping at Pat. <laughs> it was a pretty big deal. Um, so Kat said that the pacing was too fast. I've heard criticisms that it was too slow, like really? the slow chase through space, you know? So it's really interesting, but I, she's talking specifically, I think, about that part where all these things are happening and, and uh, it all kind of leads up to... The Holdo maneuver, which is what they're calling Holdo, you know, going through the ship. And there's like cut and cut and all these things are happening. I love (laughs) that. (laughs) You love that? I love that. probably has the most cuts out of all the movies. I don't know. I don't know. Because there's a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. Like, I like how there's Finn and Rose. Mm -hmm. Then there's the ship. Mm -hmm. Then there's Rey and Kylo Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Snoke and stuff. And... I love how Holdo splits it mm. in half, mm-hmm. but right before she does that, the lightsaber splits in half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wish there was something with um, Rose and Finn splitting in half, too, or oh. something. Because oh. then that would have been really cool. I think they didn't split in half, which is what, which is what happened there. Right, right. <laughs> it but it I stopped mean, them like, from splitting in half. I know, uh, I know. But I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I wish yeah. there was something there, too. No, I get it. Um, yeah. There was something, a comment that I... Had, heard or read again i don't remember where and i apologize uh when when leia kind of forces herself back onto the ship when she's going through like the command center that's exposed to space Uh she actually floats right through and she kind of cuts right through the supremacy like right through the middle like foreshadowing how the supremacy is going to be cut down the middle by the resistance yeah yeah that's so cool I think, so it reminded me of like Return of the Jedi, the end of Return of the Jedi, when there's, you know, on Endor, and then there's the throne room, and then there's the space battle, and cutting between all three of those Mm -hmm. things, and then the Phantom Menace, where we have the space battle, and we have the Maul, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon battle, and we have the droid army battle, and we have Padme retaking the palace. That's four things. You like that, right? That's that's pretty Star Wars-y, but I understand what Kat's saying, like, she wanted to kind of, like have more time with Ray and Snoke. And I get that. I think that's something that JJ Abrams did in the, in the force awakens. Um, he, he let the scenes between like Han and Kylo and then between Ray and Finn and Kylo in the forest. He let those scenes go really long, which is great for those scenes. But then I think what it does is it ends up causing a little bit of, 
I mean, there's a way to do it in editing, right? I mean, there's a way to do it when you're writing the story where this doesn't happen. But I think in The Force Awakens, it actually caused a problem. Because those bombs went off in the oscillator, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then, like, ten minutes later, we have the X-Wings seeing the bombs go off. Yeah, there's a new hole in that oscillator, you know? It's like, well, yeah, that happened, like, a long time ago. And now we're cutting... We're go- basically going back in time and watching the X-Wings... I feel like it's, and, and I feel causes, like it's like meanwhile this is happening. Yes, it is. And that's yeah. that's almost how that's how it almost always is in it's movies, very, right? Like yeah. things happen the same time and but when you, you have can't too show it much at the same time. Right. But when you have too much time with one scene, then it it stops becoming meanwhile and starts becoming uh, 5 minutes prior this happened, right? True. You know what I mean? So so the cutting I think the cutting creates tension. Um, but yeah, it I feel can like also the forest scene the would be shorter, and then it would happen, and then it would be more of the forest scene. Humor is subjective, so Cat didn't like the humor. It worked for me, but it didn't work for a lot of people. A lot of people had a problem with the humor. Uh, it worked for me, too. I don't know. They thought there was too much of it, or they didn't think it was the right kind of humor. But I, I would know. understand why, because there's... Yeah. The past, there's really never been this much humor in the Star Wars movies. It's, it's probably the funniest, or yeah. the, the Star Wars movie with the most humor, I guess. Right. Uh, the most jokes. All right. Well, thank you again, Kat. And to anyone else out there listening, send us voicemails. We love them. Uh, so that was our voicemails, and uh, now we're going to talk a little bit about some Star Warsy stuff that we've been up to in the like two, three weeks now that since we recorded last. Uh, we did watch The Last Jedi for a third time. With our friends Allegretta Nils Mara and their the parents fourth. and patrons Evan and his son Wyatt. And I guess you for the fourth because you watched it with your school uh, on a field trip. Uh, it was even better the third time. And uh, yeah, we saw it. Let's see, that was a Dolby Dolby Digital is what we saw it in the third time. So the first time we just did regular 2D, then IMAX 3D, and then Dolby Digital, which has awesome sound. And the picture quality is great, but it usually is in movies. Um, but the sound for that that yes. showing is really good. It was um, very good. I think it was even better than the IMAX 3D sound. It wasn't as loud, but I think it was better quality sound. Um, Just from both sides, like mm, I could. Yeah, the surround sound kind of hear them like talking. It was so cool. Um, so at, at, after the movie, um, after the movie, uh, I believe it was Greta. Uh, mentioned that spot on the sun she's like what is that is that a ship coming and uh and you know it made me think about how like i remember seeing that the first time and thinking the same thing like what is that what who is that coming you know okay so it that made me write this on twitter if i could change one thing about the last jedi it would be to remove that spot on the sun at the end in post meaning like just photoshop it out it unintentionally confused the moment on my first viewing. I was thinking out there when I should have been thinking on the rock instead. I was thinking about that instead yeah, of thinking about same. Luke. Right? And then I said, unless... And actually, as I was typing this, I seriously had that thought. Maybe that was the point. It caused us as viewers to focus on the horizon instead of on the here and now. And when the first time we watched the movie... Our eyes are always on the horizon, always looking out, never where we are, right? Mm-hmm. Like Yoda says. And we learn from that mistake. And on the next viewing, we focus what matter. We focus on what matters, right? The yep. stuff right there on the rock. Yep. And 
and like I didn't even notice that spot on the sun the second two times. But then when Greta mentioned it at the end of the movie, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, same. You know, <laughs> like because I knew what to focus on. I knew, you know, focus on the now. What is going on with Luke? Don't look at the horizon, you know? Smart. Yeah. That's I don't know really I don't know if that's smart. what I'm not sure if that was the intention or not, but it, it probably it kinda was. worked out. Probably just yeah. Maybe it's gonna be like start right where it was. Like seriously. Oh, and at Luke's uh, um, at Luke's rock. And, and and there is a ship coming? Yeah. Nah, I don't think so. And it's a Millennium <laughs> Falcon. Oh, what's and their now? new base is going to be on Octo. You're still holding on. Liam. Let go. Let go. I thought you were the one who was gonna <laughs> let go, Liam. You wanted Luke to die. But thankfully, oh. he did not cheer in the theater when Luke oh, died. Anna. Don't bring that up. Liam feels bad now. Yeah. No, he doesn't. He feels bad. So, Liam, after this third viewing, you had an observation about the movie. You said that The Last Jedi Maybe didn't have... Say... Yeah, sure. Okay. So, basically, what I'm trying to... What I was trying to say was... So... When, um, Ray, um, forces the lightsaber out of Kylo Ren's hand, they split it in half. Later, on crates, oh. Kylo yeah. Ren is battling mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker with his lightsaber in mm-hmm. one piece. Right. He couldn't have fixed it in that much time. <laughs> right. So, he should have known, mm-hmm. oh, oh, that's, that's... That's not actually him. I'm not going to be able to kill this guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but, but I don't think Kylo even thought it was a possibility that that wasn't Luke, though, right? He never even thought, like... Because it's not... It seems like this is a force power that is not really known about that much, right? Like, there there must not be a history to this I force power. I wouldn't have thought it either. Yeah. But... And I didn't. The first time I watched the movie, I didn't think, Hey, wait, that's Luke's lightsaber. Did Me you? Me neither. Uh, no. No, because no, I, I was focused on Kylo's rage. <laughs> Kylo rage. Just like Kylo was. I was fo- uh, the third time I saw it, I was focused on the beautiful like sunset in the background. Mm, yeah, that's really pretty. So awesome. But that shot of them just standing yeah. on the sides of the screen, yep. just see Crate in the background, it's beautiful. Yeah. But then it's also scary, because mm-hmm. it's like, is Luke going to die? <laughs> is Kylo Ren yep. going to die? Oh, wait, I don't care. Liam, that's not actually the observation that I was asking you to talk about, though. What? Um, you said that The Last Jedi didn't have a lot of something that you really enjoy in Star Wars movies. Hand blasters. Blasters, yeah. Like like blaster fire like, back and forth. Yeah. You see it twice or three times. Mm-hmm. Sh- people shooting blasters. At each other. Like, in their hands. Yeah. Yeah. It's I pretty mean, rare. So, let's see. You see Phasma... Mm-hmm. On the ship. Mm-hmm. Phasma and Rose. Phasma and Rose shooting at each other. Which which Rose's shot just bounces off Phasma's armor. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And you see like all of the resistance shooting at the sh- um at Rose and Finn's ship when yep. they come in. Yep. Um and what else do you see it? Well, I think you see on crate you see everybody in the trenches with blasters. And I'm pretty sure you see them firing. But it's not like they're firing back and forth from like Stormtrooper to Soldier or anything, right? Yeah, so it's three times. Three times, yeah. You're, you're, it's a good point, though. Yeah, I mean, there's, there, there's usually more. any hand masters. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. usually big wars. Mm-hmm. Well, he did say they're experiencing war in a different way, so they're not going to go running around with hand blasters shooting each other. Who said they're experiencing war in a different way? 
um, the director right? oh. said oh, they were gonna right. experience oh, yes. in a whole new way that yes. servers have never experienced it. That's that's true, and I think what he meant there was right, probably that, but also like that whole chase through space thing. I love yeah. that chase through space. You love that, yeah. I love it. It's like so awesome. Yeah. So then over New Year's, you kids had your own party with the same kids that we went to the third viewing with. Yes. And uh, it started out nice. It started out with hugging the giant porg. Porgy! And then you opened and traded trading cards. I got this awesome ray, mm-hmm. and I never traded it with anyone. <laughs> uh, I got a bunch of cool cards from Mara. Yeah. Um, because I trade her a bunch of my Rebel cards because I have a bunch of them. Right, because she really wanted Rebels cards. Yeah. Two or a few Rebel cards, yep. and she just gave me a, this awesome ray and a picture of, like, Leia standing behind, like, one of those screens. Oh, right. And, like, the, splitting her fade in the half. The Force Awakens image, it's, yeah. I yeah. need <laughs> that card. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you constructed some construction paper lightsabers. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember which were left that. over. Oh, really? I think uh, Wyatt did. And uh, left over from Liam's like fourth birthday party that I made or something. No, it was uh, like his. No, no seriously, six. my like fourth no, or fifth, probably. It was seriously yeah. my fifth or fourth. Maybe. Uh, and then you watched a whole bunch of Rebels episodes. Awesome. So, yeah. So yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun with friends over the over the break. Uh, Star <gasps> Wars related fun. So pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I read I read Legends of Luke Skywalker, which is that book of kind of the I called it the Canto by Details, right? Like Canterbury Tales, where it's you know stories told by people on a journey to a place, uh, and their stories, legends of Luke Skywalker, basically. Um, I was not a fan of this book, um, really at all. Uh, it kind of felt like a chore to read it, and so why did you keep um, reading it? Well, because I wanted to know what was in it. But it's the first time I've ever skimmed a Star Wars book. Like, I didn't read all of it. I just kind of turned pages until I'd find a part that sounded like it was, like, important to the plot. There's, like, one story in there that I really liked. But aside from that, there's one that takes place on, yeah, a little bit of spoiler for the legends of Luke Skywalker. But it takes place on this water planet. And uh, Luke is there, and he's trying to learn more about the Force. And the people on this planet call the Force the Tide. And did I talk about this on our last podcast? I don't think I did. And no, I in, think you did. Did I? Yeah. Anyway, bit. so that, that scene in The Last Jedi where Luke uses that big spear to spear the fish, uh, you see how he learned how to do that in this short story, which that was kind of cool. Like when I watched the movie, I was like, oh, I'm glad I read that book. But yeah, I don't know if it was worth it. But I didn't spend too much time on it. It was okay. There's a story, and it's from the point of view of a flea <laughs> in... Um, Jabba the Hutt's yes. things. A flea who lives on Salacious Bikram. <laughs> is fur. And then jumps to Leia and then jumps to Luke. And it's basically just a retelling of the beginning of Return of the Jedi, but the flea takes responsibility for all of the events. It's oh, really... I don't... I don't know. I just didn't... It's not for me. Uh, maybe, I think maybe it's, it's not meant for adults, possibly. Uh, I've seen it in the younger kids section of the bookstore, but, um, but it looks like a novel, you know, so I don't know. I, maybe I expected too much out of it, but, oh, there's a loud car outside and I apologize to listeners who can hear that, but they're not driving away. They're just sitting, revving their engine. I think it's like a, 
a different pod Star Wars podcast is camped out trying to make our sound worse. I think that's it. Yeah, the Star Wars podcast. Star Wars podcast. They all fight. I don't know if you guys know this, listeners, but all the podcasts, we all... All of them. We yep, all fight. We all fight with better. each other. We send each other nasty Ugh. emails. and we're I just, so the best. Yeah, we're better than yeah. all of them, and none of them are totally as good as us. Best. I'm joking, of course. <laughs> yeah. What if they do, like, I'm not listening <laughs> to this podcast. And they shut it off before, before, they, before I said I'm joking. Right before you said <laughs> Well, we were being sarcastic. <laughs> I think it's yeah. pretty obvious. Um... Also, I finished the Visual Dictionary right yeah. through that whole thing. Uh, of course, it's awesome. It will be the source of many a Stump the Lump question. Uh, it's not long enough. I didn't think the Rogue One uh, Ultimate Visual Guide was is way bigger, which is kind of weird because it's for this standalone movie. I wish they would release something that thick for all of the saga movies, but I guess... They might. Who knows? Maybe they will eventually. That's a good point. Maybe it's uh, a tiny book. Maybe there'll be a book like like super thick. Once the whole trilogy's out, maybe they'll release like yeah. one book for all three of them and it'll be expanded like, and yeah. Be I really the book huge. is wide. Yeah, it'll be as thick as the book is it'll wide. Be like a square. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <A> square. <laughs> it'll come in like a holocron cube packaging wide. or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So so I was in a uh, class, so you know I have, um, so I'm an ECFE, early childhood family education teacher, and um, so part of my, my job is, you know, I, I'm working with little kids, but I also am, am talking with their parents, you know, in the class, and while their parents play with the kids, I'm playing with the kids also sometimes, and then the parents go and I hang out with the kids and other teachers, um, and the parents go and have their own class. Anyway, so parents who know I'm into Star Wars have been kind of asking me, like, what'd you think, you know, and all that stuff. So I was talking to some parents about, about The Last Jedi, and then, um, and then one of them says, oh yeah, and that Obi-Wan movie coming up, and I'm like, what? He's like, oh, you didn't know? There's an Obi-Wan movie coming out. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, it's been out for a while. They, they said that they're making... I'm like, I don't think so. I think that's a rumor. Um, but I didn't want to like say, no, you're wrong. You know, because it is a rumor that there's... We've talked about this back in like episode 80 or something like that. We talked about this rumor that there was that going was to be an Obi-Wan movie, right? Already. Well, I know. It was a few months ago, at least. Uh, four months ago. So... So anyway, so he was saying that it was, and he was saying that it was, it was true. They're, they've already started filming it. And I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> we'll just, I'll just let you say that. You know, like I wasn't going to argue, you know, like I, I, I said, I'd be happy to be wrong, but I think that's just a rumor. Cause I would love it if it was true. Uh, so anyway, last night, uh, Sunday night was the golden globes, which is like a movie slash TV award show. And Ewan McGregor, who played Obi-Wan Kenobi in the prequel trilogy, uh, he won an award for, he was um, in a TV show called Fargo. Anyway, so he won an award for that. Uh, best actor, I think. I don't know. Uh, I didn't watch. <laughs> best supporting actor, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, uh, afterwards, in the press conference, he was asked a question about the Obi-Wan movie. Uh, obviously, congratulations for this. And we love all your work especially obi-wan kenobi i know that there's been a lot of talk of wanting you back and you would be interested in it what's the situation right now with that just that there's a lot of talk and i'd be happy to do, play him again but I, I don't know any more about it than you do there's no um plan at the moment i love the new one i saw the new one just uh over Christmas, and I thought it was really, really 
beautiful. I loved it. There's no plan at the moment. So either Ewan McGregor's a really good liar, or there's no plan at the moment. Or he wasn't told about it. <laughs> yeah, that's well. If he's the star of the movie, I think he'd he might not probably be. know about it. All he right, might be a different actor. So, so, uh, so an Obi Wan movie is not news; it's a rumor. But there is a little bit of news, so let's go and head on over to get it. Uh, uh, all right. So we talked about a long time ago, not that long ago, but it feels like a long, long time ago, uh, that John Powell is composing the score for Solo. Do you remember Powell uh, composed the music for How to Train Your Dragon and a bunch of other animated movies that you guys mm-hmm. like, like Rio and uh, oh, Happy, Fe- Happy Feet. I love and, Rio yeah, yeah, and Happy Feet right, music. music. Of course, yes. And How to Train Your Dragons. Yep. I'm so, love this music. we already knew that John Powell was composing the score for Solo, but we just learned last week that John Williams will be writing the theme for Han Solo. So he is not writing the score for the movie, but he will be writing Han Solo's theme. Because Han Wait, Solo does not have a theme. He doesn't? No. He has, oh, there's Han, there's Han Solo theme. and the prince. Yeah, the prin- Han Solo and the princess. Right? But that's not Han Solo's no. theme. He does not have his own theme. Isn't that's that amazing? Weird. It is kind of weird. It is weird. Uh, who that's else freakish. Who else doesn't have a theme who should have one by now? Um, I think in the sequel trilogy. Finn. Yeah. Finn. There's no theme for Finn. It's weird. I mean, because we got a theme for Rose in this movie. Yeah. The new character, you know, but we didn't get a theme for Finn in the Rose. last movie. Yeah, so it's, I mean, I love Rose's theme, and I think, I think Rose I should have Rose's a theme. theme. Um, but I think Finn should also yeah. have a theme. It's, I don't know how John Williams decides. I don't know what his, how he decides. Maybe it's just yeah. whatever seems natural to him. Whatever kind of Who's makes worthy? him feel like uh, like he feels like writing a song for them, you know? Uh, I know he talked about writing a song for Ray. For him, it was, that seemed like a real emotional, like he had to write this really awesome theme song for Ray um, back in The well, Force Awakens time. I love time, so. his theme song for Ray. Yeah. It's kind of, it's almost like the theme song for Star Wars nowadays. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so there is a ton more news for Solo, but it's all kind of spoilery news and uh, leak news. It's all leaks. So I don't want to talk about it too much, but I do want to say that I have kind of made the decision for myself to look at leaks and spoil myself for Solo. Going full on, so I'm kind of going ah, full on. I'm going full on. I'm not sure how long I'll do it, but like I've looked at and read all the spoiler, spoiler leaks, the leaks that aren't supposed to be out. I so just honestly, done it. like if it goes up to you, you're like, oh, what's this? Yeah, but you aren't gonna go looking for it. I actually went looking for it. Seriously, I did. You went looking. I did. I for went looking. I went for look- a new Star Wars. Yes, movie? I just, I just. Who are see- you and what happened to my dad? <laughs> I just wanted to see what it was like. the same person. (laughs) I wanted to see what it was like. So I went on Making Star Wars, which is a great, you know, site where they they get all the best leaks and they write about them and they get photo images of things. And they they had a drawing of the Porg like a month or two before the Porg ever came out on that behind the scenes because somebody told them that they saw, they have like sources like within Lucasfilm or something. Like people see stuff and then they report to Making Star Wars. Anyway, I just... Uh, for me, 
it doesn't matter to me as much if I'm spoiled on Solo because it's a prequel story, right? I know True. what happens with Han Solo. I know Han Solo lives. I know Lando Calrissian lives. I know Chewie lives. I know Solo Han ends up with the Falcon. You know, um, so right. so because it's a prequel, Are we see Han end up with the Falcon. I'm not saying anything about that because I know things now about this movie that I'm not going to say on this podcast. Well, because, you can tell us. Yes, I can if you want. Or me maybe to. you could just Maybe that as a yes. Or maybe you could just do it at the end so people know no. from now on nah, out. No, 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 no. This is a spoiler, spoiler-free show. Uh, we don't, we don't do leaks on this show. For... But I wanted to say, I just wanted to just put it out there that for me, I'm, I'm kind of just doing it this time. Uh, I won't be doing it for episode nine because I don't want to know. But for solo, yeah, I'm okay. I think I'm gonna feel that way yeah. too. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, oh, are we all with? Okay, well, okay, well, kids, you, if you're Not with me... Not, like, huge spoilers, but just little <laughs> things. I have read possible, like, plot of the movie spoilers. Serious? Yeah. Leaks. They could be totally wrong. For for The Last Jedi and for The Force Awakens, a lot of the stuff was wrong. All right, final little bit of news, because uh, our episode's already pretty long here, and, uh, yeah, there hasn't been a ton of news out, just because, you know, it's all about The Last Jedi. Um, but, uh, The Last Jedi was the, the highest grossing, that means it made the most money. Not, highest, like, gross, like, Luke's... Him milking those... Those cow things. Pushing. <laughs> so, um... Pushing on the right, that's, right. That's called, that's called milking, Liam. <laughs> Alright. That's what milking is. So, yes, The Last Jedi is the highest grossing movie in 2017 in the United States. So domestic gross is what they call it. Domestic means in within this country, right? Wait, the uh, highest grossing one? It did. It became the highest. For 2017? Yep. The highest one? Wow. Yep. It, oh my gosh. It just beat out Beauty and the Beast. Came yeah, out I know. I know. at the very end of the year. Right. It's still out. It's still in the theaters. And there's the other two are Beauty and the Beast and Wonder Woman. Yep. And all three yep. have a female lead for the first time in nearly 60 years awesome uh really cool and uh it's funny because beauty and the beast and wonder woman we saw those on the same day remember that oh we did <laughs> that was that day we went to two movies in one day that was so funny <laughs> that's so funny we saw, uh, uh we saw wonder woman and then we went to go see beauty and the beast and the yeah. the cheap seats and yep. i loved both of them I know. so much <laughs> they were so good they're yep. amazing yep that was a great day. And I think Beauty and the Beast <laughs> made a lot of money because, I mean, it's um, a live action for a very popular, loved mm. Disney princess animation movie. Sure. Yep. I don't... I forget the animation one. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd say we should watch that, but why would we watch it when we could just watch the live action one, which <laughs> is so much better? Was, yeah, it's much better. <laughs> but we could watch it, you know... It's, Animation's cool. And Bella's uh, my favorite Disney princess. So. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, now that it's a new year, Ron Howard shared something on Twitter and Instagram. Ron Howard shared stuff on Twitter and Instagram. Actually, just on Twitter. Uh, so here is his uh, sharing. It says, Happy New Year from Team Solo. We're pretty pumped for 2018. And uh, we have an image of somebody holding on to what appears to be a steering this wheel. this is not a spoiler, because no. Ron Howard announced yeah, right. it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's steering wheel, possibly a, some sort of race car thing, maybe. 
Looks like there's some instrument kind of panels talking about speed and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, and this person's wearing uh, what looks to be acid wash jeans. Um, acid wash jeans for you kids who might not know what they look like I do. are like that. Those kinds of jeans where they have this kind of acid wash look to them. Very 80s. Uh, although, of course, everything that's 80s has made a comeback. So now they like, are... Like flipping your kinda, hair over to one side? Oh, sure. Totally. Um, so, yeah. Kind of cool. Uh, I think this means that... And they have, like, these gloves on that race car drivers... I think this means we're going to see racing of some sort in the Han Solo mm -hmm. movie. Which makes sense, because Han Solo was a starship racer. We know that. I mean, there's a Han Solo comic series where he is he enters the Dragon Void run, remember? And he's he's a racer. And there's a short story where he's like this is after Return of the Jedi, where he is running a race. Basically, he's kind of like uh, the person organizing the race. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Let's head on over to Canon News. The Canon News song, yeah. The Canon News song, yeah. All right, we have some Snoke canon news today, but before we get to it, I wanted to remind all of you of this quote that I believe we did read on our show uh, back in November, I think, or at least we talked about it. Uh, it's a quote from Ryan Johnson. He said, similar to Ray's parentage, Snoke is here to serve a function in the story. Now, this is before The Last Jedi came out. And a story is not a Wikipedia page. For example, in the original trilogy, we didn't know anything about the Emperor except what Luke knew about him, that he's the evil guy behind Vader. Then in the prequels, you knew everything about Palpatine because his rise to power was the story. And uh, Pablo Hidalgo also said on Twitter, A good story doesn't have to answer all your questions. You're thinking of a wiki article, which often aren't good stories. True. <laughs> so, uh, Very true. So this canon news section is sort of our small version of Wikipedia, right? Like, it's it's like these bits and details that make up the galaxy, because I love that stuff. I love learning about these little things that yes, are super cool, right? I do too. Um, it makes it more real. It does, it does. But those aren't the things that make up a movie, right? Like, movies are made of characters and plot and the imagery, right? And, and, and scenes and the bits and details make it more interesting, but that's not the point of the movie, right? 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 Even, like, the the backstories of minor characters, you know, like, Haldo's backstory isn't necessary to the movie. You don't have to know that. It isn't. Right? Um, you sort of do have to know Rose's, though. Well, like, it helps. To understand To understand her motivation. And, yeah, it's true. True. Helps. Um, so, yeah, Ryan Johnson made a movie. He didn't do it to expand Wikipedia entries. He did it to make a good movie, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so, so yet yeah, we had this information before we watched The Last Jedi, right? And I feel like we're kind of an, at an advantage. Like, we have the advantage because we knew this. We knew, like, I told you guys, like, we're probably not going to find out who Snoke is. I told you that before the movie because uh -huh. I had read this, you know? Um, and that Ray's parents might not be a big deal, right? Because yeah. I had read this. Like, we, you know, like, Ryan Johnson was telling us, don't expect big things, these big reveals to be yeah. super important and stuff, right? But most people don't read a bunch of Star Wars stories all the time, right? Uh-huh. Or listen to Star Wars podcasts. I mean, awesome people do. 
but most people don't. Seriously, Daddy? That's right. Um, Basically, if you like Star Wars, you're awesome, mm, and if you don't like Star Wars, you're terrible. I didn't say that. I did not say that. That is not what I meant. All right. So, (laughs) so Ryan Johnson gave me managed expectations with this, right? I did not expect to get Snoke's backstory. And then you gave us managed expectations. Uh, That said, here's a little bit of a here's a little bit of Snoke's a little bit of information about Snoke, uh, specifically about his ring, Uh, the obsidian. On his ring is from catacombs beneath Darth Vader's castle on Mustafar. The ring itself is gold etched with glyphs of the Dwarty. The glyphs are like symbols. That's a glyph is a symbol. The Dwarty. So who or what are the Dwarty? Well, from the Visual Encyclopedia, which was released a couple years ago, uh, I have an image here that I'll post on our website, childrenoftheforce.com, uh, and it is an entry called The Four Sages of Dwarty. Wait, where did you get this? This is from the Visual Encyclopedia that we had checked out from the library, That the thing that had like all those like hundreds of blasters in it, and every single oh, yeah. weapon that you could think of. And So, this was in the art section, because these are statues that exist within the Star Wars galaxy. Uh, this quartet of ancient philosophers and lawmakers influenced the earliest laws in the Galactic Republic. Palpatine keeps Bronzium statues of the Four Sages in his office on Coruscant, and sometimes conceals his lightsabers inside of the Sistros statue. So there's Sistros, Brata, Faya, and Yanjon. Those are the Four Sages of the Duarte. And for some reason... This one? Yeah. That kinda, no, this, no, 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 that, the other one, that one. This one. That one. Well, in this one, this uh, Barata has a helmet that reminds me of the Praetorian Guards. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's a theory that uh, that Snoke is actually one of the sages of Dwarty. Um, I don't think that that's right, but that'd be kind of cool, because we know Snoke is very old. He witnessed the rise and fall of the Empire, so at least he's that old, but he's probably older than that. Um, so... Yeah, so why does Snoke wear a ring with a Dwarty on him, right? Like, in Legends, the Dwarty were something that the Sith kind of liked, right? And mm-hmm. since Palpatine has these statues in his office, that probably means he thinks they're kind of cool too, right? He has statues in his office. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't the Jedi see that and be like, they oh, would. that's a Dwarty. So I wonder if the Dwarty were somehow, like, the Sith had a secret about them. Like, they knew that... Like the Sith, like they somehow secretly worked with the Sith and nobody else knew about it, and it was like knowledge passed down Sith to Sith. And somehow Snoke found out about that, and that's Maybe why he wears Vader. that that awesome ring. Maybe Who knows? Vader told Luke, like the Dorothy, there with us, oh, with the dark side. Wow! And then he died. Oh. Right, well. He was just cut out. And that was the deleted scene about the Dwarty? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, the Dwarty probably weren't a thing then. Uh, well, they had to be, because the Emperor Palpatine's office. I think... Um, that's in the prequels. The and then, and then Snow so, got the Dwarty. I, I think right. that, uh, I think in the Complete Locations book, the statues of the Dwarty might have been on... Oh the my second gosh, Death I Star. love that book. On the second Death Star. Can you get it again? Yeah, yeah. I have it on hold, actually. I need yes. to pick it up soon. All right, so. 
so that's uh there you go there's a little bit of snoke a little bit of snoke not backstory but gives you kind of a hint a hint about snoke based on his the jewelry that he wears all right let's go have a joke <laughs> laugh it up fuzzball knock knock who's there Padme's funeral was on Naboo. Padme's funeral was on Naboo who? I know, I'm really sad about it too. It's really sad, I mean... There's a lot of crying. A lot of crying. (sighs) Alright. Okay. Well... (laughs) (laughs) That's only funny because it's so bad. Alright, do you know what time it is? No, it's not 5.03 p.m., according to Jar Jar. It's time for... Stop the All right, here's a question. How many Praetorian guards were there in The Last Jedi? Eight. eight. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, thank you for listening to episode 93 you know of that? Children of the Force. I was the one who told him. You told him? He thought me. he was six, but I told him it was eight. Oh, did you? When was yeah, that? I, was the one. I, I read the visual dictionary, Daddy. <laughs> right. right. Okay. Well, hey, you know, for me, numbers just, they go in one ear and out the other, so... I thought maybe I would trip you guys up on that, but I guess not. Well, I could have just imagined Snoke's mm, Right, four and four. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. wait, I'd see how many they each fight. I'd count mm. and say eight. Yeah. Wait, yeah. do they fight eight? <gasps> or maybe they fight seven. <laughs> and they got <laughs> it wrong. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they No, they just eight. got it wrong. They just got it wrong. All uh, right. Thank you for listening to episode 93 of Children of the Force. And as always, thanks to those who support us over on patreon.com slash children of the force. Your support allows us to do this podcast and to make it better. If you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. On Facebook, we are Children of the Force. Our email address is forsthildren at gmail.com Our website is www.childrenofthefalls.com Head on over to speakpipe.com slash children of the force to leave us a voicemail that we will positively play on the show. And finally, please leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere else you listen to us. Doing so will make it easier for more people to find us. All right, for Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And... Misa so tired. This has been a long day, eh? Misa thinks it's a bedtime. Mmm. Oh, this is cozy. Good night, sir. Tomorrow is starting with the morning munching. Oh, moi, moi, I love yours. <sighs> <sighs>